0: I've solved the big mystery when it comes to real estate investing, and it's a mystery that most people don't talk about, and it's a reality, and that is this. This industry has an extremely poor success rate, and those of us that are part of this
1: business, that we just, we just accept it. This is the Passive Wealth Strategy Show, the show that will help you escape the Wall Street casino and build wealth on Main Street by investing in real estate. I'm your host, Taylor Lote, and today our guest is Peter Vexelman. Today, you're going to be learning about Peter's model for partner-driven real estate investing. We also learn about his journey starting as a real estate investor from an entrepreneurship background, stumbling, losing it all, going seriously into debt, figuring out his problems, getting back on track, and then now reaching the point where he's done 3,600 real estate deals. That's right, 3,600 plus real estate deals through a partner-driven investing model. Great knowledge in this one. We dig into why things went wrong for him early on and how he corrected that and moved forward to success in real estate investing and what we can learn from him and apply to our own real estate investing and passive wealth building models. Once again, I'm your host, Taylor Lote, and to date, I've acquired, invested in, partnered on, or otherwise had a hand in over $150 million of commercial real estate acquisitions. Right now, I invest in Focus on multifamily and self-storage real estate investing. If you'd like to learn more about potentially investing with us on a future deal, just go to investwithtaylor.com, fill out the form and schedule a call and I'll look forward to speaking with you soon. If you're an Apple Podcast user and you enjoy the show, please take a moment and leave us a rating interview on Apple Podcast Five Stars. If you don't mind, you guys, I appreciate that so, so much. That helps other people learn about the show because that helps us rank higher in the Apple Podcast ecosystem. And I'm always honest with you guys, That gives me a nice little warm and fuzzy feeling because I get to see that you're engaging with the content and you're escaping the Wall Street Casino along with us. Don't forget to subscribe and catch us here every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And if you're hearing my voice right now, that means you are not joining us on YouTube. If you'd like to watch the videos of these interviews and get even more information, see, see our guests in person, check out these videos on YouTube. We do a great job. Our team does a great job of getting the videos edited and uploaded to YouTube. And we'd love to see you there. Hit the subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up and click that notification bell. We'll see you there every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday on YouTube as well. Right now, once again, our guest is Peter Vexelman. Without any further ado, here we go. Peter, thank you so much for joining us today. For our listeners out there who don't know about you and your background, can you tell us about yourself, your business, and and where you come from? We always like to start with our guest's story and background before we dive in.
0: Sure, sure. Well, uh, Peter Bexelman, real estate investor, 23-year veteran in this industry, bought about 3,600 properties to date uh, across the United States, got a very unusual model, and I'm sure we'll get into that. You know, I basically partnered all my deals and and, and, and and partner on them with people across the United States. You know, my history, I don't know if it's very exciting. Most exciting thing about it is the things I probably have not done. I've never had a W-2 job, never drawn a paycheck never worked for a company, never sat behind a desk, never had an office. All this to say I was an awful student and uh, forget getting a job. I couldn't even get an interview when I graduated. And back then, you know, I'll be honest with you, wasn't the funnest thing going through it. with all your friends, you know, getting great interviews, getting great jobs and really getting into the conveyor belt. But that was, looking back at it, the best thing that ever happened to me because that got me into the world of entrepreneurship. And and since then, I've gone all the way from vending businesses to networking business to starting a business from the ground up and franchising it to 15 states, to 23 years ago, totally by accident, slipping into the real estate investing business, losing everything I amassed up to that point through some very bad decisions and very bad investments that I made initially. Then spending the next three years, kind of clawing my way out, literally would have made more money if I would have flipped burgers at McDonald's in my first three <laughs> years in this business. But here I am, thirty six hundred deals later, and I'm still standing and proud to be here.
1: Great. Well, I appreciate you being you know, open and honest about those stumbling blocks along the way. And I think when people, especially newer real estate investors, learn about somebody like you with all this great experience, they think, "Wow, this guy's got all this awesome experience. You know, how did he ever?" Kind of get started and and get the snowball rolling, they just feel like you kind of started out being successful, but you had your stumbling blocks along the way. Can we dig a bit into that actual the the mistakes that were made that that led you to you know lose it all there?
0: Yeah, well, you know, Taylor, my story is not unique. I don't know how many stories you have on here where, you know, it's been easy street, easiest thing I've ever done. You know, making money is no brainer, being successful just part of the trade. I think we all kind of have our own set of circumstances, or have all have our set of issues. You know, I think in the end, going to end pretty much all entrepreneurs have the same story, just told from their own particular angle. But mine is, I got excited about this business, I got fired up about this business, and the mistake I made. Which is interesting because it's very counterintuitive to what we always teach people. You know, hey, jump in, get in, do something. You know, it's all about action steps. I jumped in too hard and, and you can do that too. You know, sometimes fast is not a good thing. And so literally I got in the industry 20 some years ago. And the first mistake I made is I I trusted the wrong people. And, and you know, you, you as an entrepreneur, you hate to think that, you know, you hate, you think in the beginning stages, everybody looks at you as a long-term player you know, here today, here tomorrow, here forever, you think they're going to treat you like that. But in reality, for us entrepreneurs, many times it's very different. You know, many times we're not treated like that. We're treated as a, you know, the word newbie. We're treated as the word paycheck. You know, we're treated as the guy that's here today, gone tomorrow, better take advantage of him. And that's really mistake number one. My big, probably my biggest mistake. I trust they're all the wrong people. And as you know, we're in real estate, the people-driven business. So I trusted the wrong realtors to give me the wrong numbers. I trusted the wrong contractors to price things out wrong. I trusted the wrong money guys to give me the bad terms. It was just, you know, just a series of mistakes really all boiled down to that I did not know how to make decisions correctly myself. So that cost me. And, and the second decision I made, a like, bad decision I made is I said, I jumped in head over heels, jumped in too fast. So I, I wouldn't really... I wouldn't, I wouldn't align with the right people, didn't understand how important I was back then, didn't know how to do my checks and balances. and B, because I was such a newbie, and you know what happens when you're new, you're also very excited, you're a lot, you're very susceptible. And in about a month and a half into this business, I bought six properties, you know, I would never recommend anyone buy six properties in the first month in real estate. And six months afterwards, I was, I lost everything it brought to me. With me to this business, so I did what any entrepreneur would do. I'd call, you know, Mister Visa and Mrs. Mastercard. <laughs> you know, cranked up about a quarter of a million dollars of debt through them, and literally blew through that. You know, it's not that difficult to blow through that kind of money in real estate, especially when you have six projects going on. And about two months, and two months from that point, which would have been eight months in the business, I was pretty much living out of the backseat of my car. I always say we entrepreneurs all have the same story. It's just our holes are all different. and you know the hole I dug for myself was a deep one. It took me three years to get out of it. and so that was kind of my initial initial beginning, initial welcome aboard into the real estate investing business.
1: Wow. so okay, trusting the wrong people and diving in too hard right at the beginning. very common mistakes and and you know other people have made those in the past. now that problem all those problems, especially trusting the wrong people, that problem, in my estimation, really blows up when you do a lot more deals because there's just more people involved, right? At least in my estimation, I don't know whether you would agree with this, but as you scaled and did all these additional deals and as you've grown, how do you learn that lesson and then also apply it to a much larger real estate investing business where you can't personally build a relationship with everybody that is involved?
0: Well, that's a loaded question.
1: There's a <laughs> lot in there that well, the first thing that's important to understand
0: about what you're asking is that if you ever do want to get to the point that it's not just about money, which ultimately it's not, that it's, it's about the other stuff, it's about time, it's about lifestyle, it's about control, you have to ultimately buy into this concept that you have to have people around you because that's how you leverage, that's how you scale, and that's how you're able to buy back time. You know, we as entrepreneurs always get into real, into any business for two reasons. You know, we want to make more money and we want to have a better time, you know, have a better lifestyle. And it's just some kind of a shape of that. And, and although people do achieve um, money side of it not a lot, but you know, there's obviously people make a lot of money, a lot fewer ever achieved a lifestyle side. So, the, so you have to buy in from day one. So you do, do have to understand how to work with people. You know, number two, from what you said, I will tell you, you have to learn how to, I think ultimately, how you get out as much as you can out of the space of mistrust or being taken advantage of is ultimately you got to build your own team. You know, if you're in a business of constantly, I don't know you, but you're going to be important. So I'm going to trust you. I don't know you, but you're going to be important to me too. And I'm going to trust you. And if you get in that business, I think it's going to be very difficult because you don't know what everyone's intentions are. You don't even know if your goals align with their goals. So ultimately you have to understand you got to be able to build your own team. And so it took me a couple of years because you don't want to start building a team right away. Obviously, you don't know what to, what to build, how to judge people and all this. But once you kind of start figuring some things out, you slowly start building a team out. You know, obviously in real estate, it's all about, you know, putting people in, in the points where they're making money for you. You know, your first hire should not be a secretary. You know what I mean, so, you know, it's all about developing a marketing infrastructure because it's all about marketing. It's the only way you make money in this business. And and that's what I did. Developed a pretty strong marketing engine, put together some of the right people, then brought in, at a point in time, brought in in-house, high-level marketing people, mean, like, people that could negotiate deals and brought in a closer to my office, you know, paperwork person. The crazy thing is, though, as those people came into my life, a lot of people are still with me. It's just now, you know, I do deals with people across the United States. So those people have shifted from just helping me to helping people. But but in the end, you don't need a huge upper, good thing, by the way, you don't need a huge operation around you in terms of uh, people. You know, real estate could be very much streamlined if you know how to set up the right people, but you, you do need the right people. The right people usually have to be part of your team. So they don't, f- so they feel that, you know, the, the commitment and they feel like there's a home here and they start making decisions based upon what's right for us, what's just right for them as they're out there. And, you know, once you learn how to scale that, then you, you know, you get into these fun things called, you know, like I said, I call them lifestyle things, but that's really how you want to progress through people and and putting together the right team and things like
1: that. Okay, great. So I I love the point that you're making about the lifestyle piece as well, because I, I know a lot of folks in this industry who've created fantastic financial success, but the lifestyle piece isn't in line, is probably not what they had envisioned in the first place. And it's probably not what anybody would have chosen. You know, you'd rather have less less stress and and kind of more time off in a way. So you mentioned about build a team and then scale. That's build a team and then and then grow. But when you're a smaller company, a smaller investment company doing smaller deals, what have you, you have less, fewer dollars available with which to hire people, right? So it's hard to peel off that money and go hire somebody to handle whatever task it is. How do you how do you encourage people to think about you know making those first early hires when it's a little bit tougher to cut your own pay in a certain sense and invest in someone else, another member of your team? Sure. Well, look as you know, and and it's so true in this business. It's short term pain, long
0: term. And then I would almost argue the point that you have to cut back if you know how to bring the right people on board, you know, because in real estate, as I just mentioned, very few things in real estate make you money. There's a very, a lot of things are important, like contracting is important, raising capital is important, you know, making sure you got a clear title is important when you close on deals, you know, buying the right deals is important, but in that, really it's only one thing that makes you money and that is connecting with sellers and that is putting deals together. There's nothing else. So it's very important to start out When you are scaling, when you are growing, when you are expanding, it's very important to start out with the right people. I could tell you from my perspective, when I started bringing out my initial people, you know, probably about 18, 17 years ago, first five or six, all marketing related, all marketing related, taking calls, making calls, structuring deals, getting contracts out, you know, negotiating deals. It's all about it's all about that. And then, then actually your point that you're saying that you got to, I argue that I would say if you bring the right person in, invest some good time and effort into them, screen them right away and get them on a, the phones, man, that's going to be a very profitable proposition very, very quickly. The problem comes in is a not knowing how to do what I just said. You know, how do you bring the right person? How do you train and all that stuff? And a second problem tail comes in that a lot of people don't know who to bring on board from a perspective, what position, you know, they'll bring a money guy on board, they'll bring a secretary, they'll bring an assistant. I mean, it's just, you don't need any of that. You just, it's all about marketing. It's all about connecting with sellers. One good deal. There's one thing you and I both know about real estate. One good deal could change anything, could change everything actually. And especially in the beginning stages, because in the beginning stages, most people don't need to make a million dollars to make an impact. At the beginning stages, you know, get to the point where you could do something, make some money. Well, for most people in the initial stages, an extra five, 10, 20,000, that's a game changer. You know what I mean? So do everything you got to do to understand how to set yourself up with people from a perspective of doing that as quickly as you can. And then you'll be, you know,
1: off and going in this business. Awesome. I love it. That's a, that's a great way of looking at this thing. So now, where you stand today, you're teaching people, teaching investors about partner-driven real estate investing. Let's dig into that and, and learn about your strategy and how you teach you know, partnerships in real estate investing. Sure. I don't teach partnerships.
0: I do partnerships. All right. And you know, I think what I've done, in essence, is I've solved a big mystery when it comes to real estate investing. And it's a mystery that most people don't talk about. And it's a reality. And that is this. This industry has an extremely poor success rate. And those of us that are part of this business know that. We just we just accept it. The reality when push comes to shove, and you look at this, it's only about five percent of people ever become successful in real estate. And and we've accepted it. I mean, we wouldn't accept it anywhere. You wouldn't accept it at a hospital you go to. <laughs> right, you know? You wouldn't accept it at a grocery store you walk into. You wouldn't even accept that a car mechanic you go to, but yet for the industry, we're in this industry and we accept it. And that's because it's rampant and it's a reality and we just kind of bury it. And the reason the industry has such an abysmal success rate, it's a very unorganized, very dislocated industry. You know what I mean by that? An average person wants to become an investor. They have to go through these series of steps. By the way, they have to go through them. These are not like optional you know, one, they got to know what they're doing. So they're going to get their education here. Then they get out of, from there. They got the concepts down. Like, okay, I got to get a deal. Okay. i am got to get marketing. Okay. Let me go Google some marketing things. And there's a million things that show up. Okay. Let me pick this one. Out. Well, why are you picking this one out? Well, it's got a pretty sign and I can afford it. Okay. Great. You know, then it's like, oh my gosh, I've never talked to a seller. How do I talk to a seller? Well, let me get some training on how to talk to sellers. So it's like, Oh, I could negotiate deals and everyone know how to do that. Let me get, let me learn how to do that. And then it's like, oh my gosh, I need paperwork and contracts. Well, there's a million contracts. Let me use this contract. And, and then it's, oh my goodness, I got to get capital. So let me call my local hard money guy. And you have no idea, but he's going to make more money on the deal than you were going to make it. And then, you know, comes the ultimate pit from hell call construction. And now you're out there trying to do a rehab that you don't even know how to talk to this rehab guy, and you know he he's already going to take advantage of you before you know it. And then you sell it, and you know if you're not stroking too big a check when you sell it on this in real estate, you're just happy to get out of it. And I hate to say it, but that is the experience of most real estate investors. Can't put this thing together like that. And you know, you like me coming to your hometown and say, "All right, Taylor, let's go build a Rolls Royce." And how we're going to do it is we're going to go drive around the junkyards of your city and we're going to put it together. That ain't going to work. But that's exactly what most people do. You know, they have no idea how intricate these pieces are. They don't even understand that within every one of these disciplines, like in the discipline of marketing, we used to work a year ago, doesn't work anymore. You know what I mean, they just, so it's forget putting the pieces together. they don't even know which piece to take. And, and that's why it's such a bad success rate. And that's what we've done here in my model. And so in my model, it's very simple. I put everything under one roof. So now somebody can come here and they can get trained by us. We spend money in the wherever they live and generate leads and opportunities for them. My back office becomes their back office. So we can all the back office like contracts, inspections, closings, buyer sellers. Our construction outfit gets into these cities. Cities helps them fix it. Our team of realtors puts in a market, helps them sell it. And then we split the profits down the middle, 50-50. And so you maybe say, well, how do I know I could, you know, how do I know this is the right roof to be under? I'm going to do the one thing nobody else in the country will do for you. I'm going to give you all the money to do these deals with. So I'm the one guy that's going to put his money where his mouth is. Not, I'm, not only am I going to teach you and show you and generate leads for you and do the back office stuff and do the help with the construction and help it, and do it give you technology and help with selling you, I'm actually going to give you them all the money you need to do as many deals as you want, and then we're going to split the profits in the back end. And 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 that's how you know you could you know that what I say is, is 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 a reality. Put my money where my mouth is. And if something doesn't work out, it's my money, so it's my hit. So my partners don't even have to absorb any kind of mistakes or any kind of losses. I call it the
1: near perfect model. So I I think that that kind of begs the question in a, in a certain sense, like what is that person bringing to the table, like, what, like, what do you need them for? What, what is their value add to the equation? Why don't you just go do this, you know, yourself? What's the missing piece that they bring?
0: Yeah. Great question. And, you know, for those of us in the real estate businesses, you know, real estate's a local business mm-hmm. and to really get successful in the market, you have to have market presence. And that's what they do. They give me market presence. They become basically my eyes and ears. They become the boots on the ground in that particular area that they're in. So you're right. What myself and my team bring to the table is 80 to 90 percent of the equation. But that ten or fifteen percent, that boots
1: in the ground, that eyes and ears is a very important piece. So that's in essence, that's what they do. So how they, often they, how often does somebody come to you in a market they already have presence in or a market that you're not interested in? Because not all markets are great for real estate investing for one reason or another. What, what do you do in that situation? Is it just, hey, thanks for your interest, but uh, you know best of luck to you, or what do you do? Well, in
0: case number one, as you know, you can't saturate real estate. Saturate my own neighborhood here. So there is no competition. There's a, no saturation. There's only in inclusiveness and working together. So that's never an issue. Doesn't happen a lot, but if it were to happen, somebody, a couple of people want to jump in the same, that's, that's a positive. We're able to leverage our resources. And in terms of being a market that particularly we may not like, what I always tell people is that I don't care what part of the United States you live in, within an hour or two, in any direction, there's always somewhere to do some deals. So it might not be in this spot right there, but I guarantee you within an hour or two, there's probably a major city, a decent market and all that. And that's held true for years and years and years. It's never been an issue. Okay. I never shy away from markets. I Only potentially would shy away from the wrong people.
1: That that makes sense. And that goes well with what you were we were talking about earlier. So regarding the target assets or the particular strategies that you pursue with these, whether it's flips or burrs or, or what have you, I mean, so personally I invest in a pretty you know, tight band of larger multifamily properties and we narrowed that down just to not get distracted by other things, but for Mark. your purposes, what types of assets or strategies, flips, burrs, what have you, are you doing with these deals?
0: Yeah, for me too. I, I do single families, fix and flips wholesale, and some creative. So I'm a very fairly tight lane also. I don't deviate. I don't get into multifamily. I don't get into new construction. I don't get into land. You know, I'm I'm a big believer in what you said. Figure out what your
1: lane is and stay in that lane and scale that lane. Okay. Yeah. It's very easy to get distracted because there are a lot of great ways to make money in real estate, but unfortunately we can't all do all of them and it's it's important to stay in. You don't need to. That's the great thing. You don't need to. I
0: mean, it's big enough business in any of these disciplines that you can make an absolute killing and be very
1: successful at them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. Right now, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor. The first step to growing your wealth is tracking your wealth, income, spending, and everything else about your finances. You can start tracking your wealth for free and get six free months of wealth advisory with personal capital by going to escapingwallstreet.com and using our link. Create your free account today and automate the way you track your money. Personal capital is my preferred way to track my finances, and now we're making that available for listeners. Terms and conditions apply. See the personal capital website for details. Once again, to get the offer, go to escapingwallstreet.com and use our link. Back to the show. All right, Peter, I've got three questions I ask every guest at the end of the show. Are you ready? Great. First one, what is the best investment you ever made, other than in your education?
0: Well, best investment actually came as I was sharing my story about about eight months when I got in this business, and that is an investment in a relationship. And you know, to this day, I always preach that the shortest shortcut to success is the ability to align yourself with more successful people. And it's funny, even though I've come from other businesses, I never really got that concept until I lost everything (laughs) and had to get into the business of aligning and connecting with people. And so the best investment I have made to this day was probably that investment into my first mentor, his name was Bard. But to this day, I keep on making that investment over and over by investing my time into people, relationships, and alliances, things like that. Love it.
1: So we had the best investment. Now we go to the other side of that coin, the worst investment. What is the worst investment you ever made? Well, the worst investment was probably in 08.
0: And that's when I kept investing when I should have stopped. You know, there comes a time that it's okay to pull back. You know, we talked about jumping in too quick, but it's also okay to pull back. And because I have that arrogance gene back then and, you know, this, this didn't want anybody to know because I was already doing very well back then. Didn't want anybody to know I was in trouble. I kept on doing it over and over, investing over and over. Really, just for a short period of time. Had I gotten out about eight months ahead of time, it would have—I wouldn't have gotten out fairly, fairly unscathed. But those last eight months cost me ungodly amount of money, ungodly amount of stress, headaches. You know, a, a total reset in this business and all that. So it's the investments I kept on making. Right around the 07, 08 crash.
1: Ouch. Did you, at the, t- at the time, did you feel like, hey, I'm you know maybe I shouldn't be doing this or is it primarily like benefit of hindsight? Ah, man, I should have known, I should have seen it. Or were you kind of like denying it?
0: No, I think back then it's the only thing I knew. I hadn't been through a downturn before. Looking back, you're right. Should have seen it, should have pulled back. My partner back then was telling me, let's slow down. But to me, it's the only thing I knew back then. I knew how to go full throttle. And to me, you know, it's like going into a ditch with a truck, you know, sometimes you just got to throttle through it. And that's kind of how, when I thought, was thinking, I wasn't thinking like a business person. I was thinking like an idiot. And, and that cost me. Fair enough. Cost me. Fair
1: enough. Well, my favorite question here at the end of the show is what is the most important lesson you've learned in business and investing?
0: Well, the big lesson I learned, it's, it's very counterintuitive to what they teach you, but that, you know, what does society say? It's all about working hard and Advancing and getting good grades and getting promotions—it's not really about any of that. You know, they say you well, there are no shortcuts to success. I will tell you there are absolutely shortcuts to success, and and I've learned okay, there are shortcuts to success, and I think I picked up a good number of them, and. And so the conventional way is not the most practical way. And it's definitely not the most profitable way. And it's definitely not the best way. But if you learn these shortcuts, the shortcut of the alignment, as I mentioned, you, the shortcut of creating time, you know, the shortcut of, you know, just uh, understanding, how to, you know, rise above and not just in one area of your life, but in multiple areas of your life. These are all shortcuts. They don't teach you, but if you learn them, execute them. There's no there's no guarantees, but there is a definitely definitely shorter way of getting to to be successful than people realize. I love it.
1: Well, Peter, thank you so much for joining us today. For our listeners out there, if they want to get in touch, if they want to learn more about what you're up to or anything like that, where can they track you down?
0: Probably my social media is the best way. Not just track me down, but see who I am, what I do, what I think about. You know, and they could even go to like Instagram, Instagram.com/slash my name Peter Vexelman, Instagram.com/slash Peter Vexelman. They could you know they want to connect, myself, my team, hit the link in my bio, schedule a call, we'll see where there's an alignment between us. We can go out there and do a bunch of real estate deals. But yeah, social media is a good way to connect.
1: Great. Well, thank you once again for joining us today to everybody out there. Thank you for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, you don't mind you guys. I appreciate that so, so much. That helps other people learn about the show because that helps us rank higher in the Apple Podcast ecosystem. And I'm always honest with you guys. That gives me a nice little warm and fuzzy feeling because I get to see that you're engaging with the content and you're escaping the Wall Street Casino along with us. Don't forget to subscribe and catch us here every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Right now, I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you on the next one. Bye-bye.